Sisters podcast and we are on episode 10, everybody. And you are joined by your hosts, Jess and Sean. That's me, the English one. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's very helpful that there's two accents in this little team. Well, do you know what's really funny? My friends from England um, don't think that I have an accent. They think I've got the accent. No, they think I've got an Australian accent that I don't have an English accent. Oh, weird. Do you think I have an English accent? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I, I don't know what I have anymore. You have an English accent, you and your flip-flops. Flip-flops. Fuck off. Okay, anyway, guys, this is episode 10, episode two of the Mental Health mini-series. Mini-series. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, we have had a big, exciting week. It is episode 10, so we've hit double figures. We've got 1,000 Instagram followers, which is very exciting, and over 10,000 streams. 10,000. So it is very very exciting. Very exciting. Do you know what else is exciting, actually? What? Um, we are officially now on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and for the Samsung idiots of the world, we are now on Google Play. So, <laughs> And Ali, if this is you listening, this is you, sis. Just for those one or two in the friendship group that just yes. have not got on the Apple Mac bandwagon. And just really want to stay with the Android vibes and just, I can't find it. It's on Google Play now, friends. We're bringing so it to you. You're welcome. If you can't bring Mohammed to the mountain, Mohammed come. Wait. <laughs> oh, fucked it. You fucked it, bitch. Follow that one up next week. God. And I'd like to take credit for it. I have done nothing. So again, cheers, Sean. Yeah, it's all from setting me. setting us up. I love your work. Gary and the team. Anyway, guys, today we will be talking to you about, look, Sean and I are a bit last minute this week. It's coming to you hot just before it goes live. Once again, it's been a, a huge week. Huge. Um, I have massive. worked 72 hours in the last nine days. So uh, yeah, love that for me. And we're here and we're going to be talking about mental health and what we do about it to improve it. Because you do working that. working 72 hours. Um, <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, we would like to put a little disclaimer. Again, we are talking about mental health this week. We are talking about the things we like to do to improve our mental health. Bit of the fun stuff, you know. But again, if this is a little bit too much or not something you feel you can listen to at the moment, maybe skip or head to our little links and support numbers that Sean will link in again. <laughs> Thank you, Illy. I'll be doing that again, <laughs> shall I? Yeah. Right. Thank you. Um, but before we get into that, everybody, it is your favourite segment. Favourite. It is the Fun Back Follow-Up. <sighs> yeah. Also, the, uh, I, yeah, it's getting better every week. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I listened to this in uh, a faster speed because um, I needed to get into the Fun Fact Follow-Ups and find it faster after I listened to it the first time and uh, it's quite funny if you listen to that bit of the podcast in 1.5 speed because um, we sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks doing the fun fact follow-ups I'm trying to put the bottle down and I can't find the table yes, there I'm we go I'm watching you struggle like what is she doing <laughs> couldn't find the end of the table anyway Sean do you have any fun fact follow-ups from episode um, nine I do I do um the song that I referred to, um, Getting to Know You, Getting to Know... I knew it was a song. Um, it's from The King and I. It's an old school movie um, about the How? 1953 oh God, it was, was made. Yeah, um, right. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, well, it's I'm a, not it's, good with movies. I don't know how many times it's I have not to tell a cartoon. You. you know what, though? It's a musical. Last night, I watched, until I fell asleep on the couch after working, um, I watched Harry Potter, the first one. Without me. 
Well, I'm just trying to like do it so that I'm not a complete invalid when people are like, oh, do you love Harry Potter? What, what group would you be a part of? What house? Well, I, I actually, I watched one to four before, um, but it was a very long time ago. So I'm starting back from the start, but I haven't watched any of the other ones. Um, I don't know. Maybe just like, what's the Huff, is Hufflepuff? You would bit? not be a Hufflepuff. Am I a Gryffindor bitch? I'm not a Slytherin hoe. Oh. You think I am? Nah, I think you'd be a Ravenclaw. I'm in Ravenclaw. How do you do it? Is there a quiz? It's just your personality type. Oh, I'll I'll get back to you, everyone. I'll look That'll it up. That'll be a fun fact follow-up for Jess. Follow up my um Harry Potter house, house. faction guild house. house house house. Oh my okay. god! Okay, all right. Um, anyway. Oh no, actually, I'll take. I have another one. Uh huh. So many people messaged me that they are a part of the sitting down oh, and wiping between your legs. Fuck off. Yeah, not between your legs. Yes, between your legs. No, your sister. That was it. Nope. I had I had multiple people message me saying I'm part of your crew, Sean. And so I'd just like to say, just like a moment, to look at these people that are part of my team and say, thank you so much for reaching out into this safe space. I accept you for who you are, and you are amazing at wiping your ass. <laughs> well done. Well, I I don't believe that. And they didn't slide into my ideas. I showed you the screenshots. Yeah, that was like. That was your sister. No, that was okay, it. yes, my sister. Yes. So that's Aaron, like that's teaching. But I, I have multiple. I can't okay. show you because the thing's filming it. Okay. Multiple. Okay. Well, I had one of my closest girlfriends tell me. She was like, oh, no, I think I'm a hybrid of you and Sean. <laughs> I do the awkward squat stand. But like then I'm standing but wiping in between my legs. And I was like, oh, that's something <laughs> else, sister. I don't What's know. She, I, I don't know. But we again, we love and accept her for who she Safe is. Safe space. Safe, Safe space. space. And then I watched, um, if you haven't already watched it on Netflix, you'll probably like it if you like listening to us talk shit and pull out some fun facts. It's called, I think it's called A Thousand Humans. Hundred and Hundred Humans? Hundred Humans? A Hundred Humans. Yeah. Hundred humans? Yeah. Hundred humans. So I, was, I got excited. Um, but... That's how many Instagram they, followers you've got there. Uh, just a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but they asked the 100 humans how they wiped their ass. And majority rules, I won. But um, only one chick that they filmed. There might be more than the 100. Exactly. One that they filmed did a shun. And that was weird. Okay. Anyway, my fun fact follow-ups. I just need to just fix something I said last week. <laughs> I was bitching to Sean about the podiatrist, which she hasn't booked into, but our podcast is getting out there because Blaze listened and Blaze was like, oh shit, I need to go to the podiatrist. So she's booked in for next week. One Thank of us you. has done Thank it. Thank you, Blaze. Uh, Sean, pull your finger out. Um, or your toe. Ha. Ha. Podiatry joke. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but anyway, I said that your feet were the crust <laughs> like your bread crust I meant crux and well, I pastry crust but I really committed to crust and I really nice emphasized pasty. it too and then you I was really like, went for gold on it yeah feed her your crust anyway enjoy that um the second fun fact follow-up I had do you was... eat your crusts I can't eat bread <laughs> I forgot <laughs> Okay. Oh, Speaking forgot. of, it was Are You Okay Day. 9th of September, Are You Okay Day. It was Are You Okay Day this week. So it is very, very topical fitting. and fitting that we are talking about mental health. It's almost like we planned it. I know. I wish we were that organised, <laughs> we but weren't. we're not. Um, and the other one I had was that rattle thing that we've been talking about. For, I was like, you know, the drum thing with a little ball and you flip it back and front. This is a fun fact. Mm. It is actually called <clears throat> a den den deco. 
Apologies for the pronunciation what? if you speak Japanese. Den den daiko. Oh, thank you. Uh, and it was actually made famous on the Karate Kid. I studied Japanese. And we have listeners in Japan. Thank you, Akane and Atsushi. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're my fun fact follow-ups. That's beautiful. Thank you. Anyway, we're going to get into the app. The episode. So last week we obviously touched on different experiences of mental health uh, of Jess and I being um, anxiety and depression and a bit of PTSD. There's obviously many a mental health um, condition, disorder. Um, Ill- are they illnesses? Yeah. Can you call them illnesses? Yeah, you can. Anyway, so we obviously talked about what are, what they are, how they exist, how they can come across in our lives, in our experiences. We didn't really touch on how you kind of deal with it. We touched on therapy, um, but we didn't really talk about the day-in-day stuff that you can kind of yeah. do to um, help with your mental health. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, we're going to talk to you about um, different ways that people have... Um, told us how they deal with their mental health because we've obviously done the polls on Instagram. So thank you very much for answering those. Um, and what the science says, um, you know, because we like to bring you the cold hard facts as well as absolute drivel. Um, nice combo. A drivel sandwich? A Is co- it dribble uh, or drivel? Drivel. I thought it was dribble. Drivel. That like we dribble shit. Yeah, but I think the drivel is the the type of conversation. I think you made that word up. Oh, I'm going to have to fun fact follow up. You are, bitch. You've made that up. I no. noticed that you said that in one episode. And I was like, I think she Absolute drivel. I think that's an English thing. I don't know. But oh, You wait until we get Zach on here. Zach's going to have a field day about talking about how I speak English incorrectly. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. Here we fucking go. <laughs> so <laughs> we had team dinner, right? Get... Before I get into the door, Zach's like, yes, 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 yes. I have a question. I have a question. And he holds up his jocks, right? Oh, yeah. He yep. holds up his jocks and he's like, Jess, what do you call these? What do you call these quick? And I was like, like the boys' short knickers. Not knickers, jocks. Like they're jocks. The shorty, tradey one, bonds ones kind of vibe. I was like, jocks, undies. Yeah, jocks, undies. And Zach was like, yep, yep, that's right. Thanks, Jess. What does Shang call them? Pants. They're, they're pants. So what do you leave home in? Your shirt and pants? You don't you don't put pants on top of your pants? No, you put trousers on top of your pants. But what if they're not trousers? Then they're jeans. What if they're chinos? Then they're chinos. Not pants? The no, they're, category they're of all... trousers, jeans or chinos. <laughs> nah. Or bottoms. Bottoms? <laughs> Fuck. No, they're jocks. All of my English listeners, you're going to back me up here, please. No, and, and thank no, you. No, and she calls a, a bloody work vest a body warmer, and you all know that. Or a gillet. Both, shut up. No, <laughs> it's not that. Anyway, sorry, we're diverting, but... Deviation. She can't speak English. Um, and But yes, we will be having Zach on the pod. Yes. I'm trying to bully him slightly to do it next week. Yes. Um, we're not going to bully him. We're going to ask him nicely. Politely, yeah. I'll bribe him with, uh, what are they called? A caramella koala, which he only eats out of the freezer. So the caramello bit goes chewy. Not Look, sure about it. I find that strange also. But 
I'll do it for him just so I can come chat to you all. Yes. Because I feel like you've gotten to know Zach a lot through us talking shit about him mm. or talking lovely things about him. Passively. But um, it would be nice to hear from the man himself. He does have some wise words also. He does. And no pressure, And unfortunately babe. taken me on as well. So I'm now, it's a <laughs> throuple. Yep. It's a lot. Anyway. Sorry, Sean, back to you. Sorry, about- yeah. So about how to deal with your mental health. So there's obviously day in, day stuff. Mental health has obviously come out into the forefront of people's minds. It's on social media. There's apps now because we're all technology driven. Um, and so there's ways to get it into your day-to-day life. So we thought we would start talking about how we do slash should do because we know we should be better. And that's the other thing is that it's a constant progression. No one's perfect. There's always something that you can do better. And it's just doing that little bit day by day to try and improve how you feel about yourself and how you feel about life. So, yes. And we actually asked you guys what you did to improve your mental health in your day to day life. What's something that you would do that would instantly improve your current state of mind? So we did a little mental health quiz Mm. on um, Instagram, which some of the facts a lot of people got right. And some of them were everyone messaged like, wow, they're pretty confronting numbers. Um, They didn't realize um, how significant a lot of um, youth mental health issues were. And, yeah. um, a lot of people thought that male mental health was more common than females, uh, but female is actually more common. However, we women are better at speaking about it. Yeah. I think there's um, got to be acknowledgement of like, um, that men tend to not report yeah. it. So that the data might be a little yeah, bit skewed. And, and that's why there's a lot out there on promoting men's mental health Mm, which I think is great yes it is absolutely wonderful and we asked you guys and your answers were as followed so people to improve their mental health will exercise absolutely not absolutely yes no I can't honestly I wish that I was the person that could get up and be like I feel shit I'm gonna go for a run oh no I'm not that kind of person when I say exercise a lot of people also said this it's more like a walk in nature with the dog Okay, that I can understand. Yeah, but yeah. like, the, and Zach, again, bringing you into the conversation, babe, even though you're not here, sorry about that. Zach likes to run. Yeah. And people at work also, like some of the consultants yeah, yeah. that I work with, love to run. And I, I can't think they're run. crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Although since I started um, Pilates, like I got up this morning and that's how I started my day. Mm. And it did definitely help my mental health. Because like they talk about the endorphin, like the, the runner's high and... I don't know what that feels like, but I don't know. It can feel as good that you need to like do it all the time. Run. <laughs> I just don't understand the maths. It's just bizarre to me. Yeah, nah. But some people love to do that. And if that's your thing, go for gold. I wish that I could do it. I'm actually jealous. We'll cheer you on from the side. My knees could not. No. Could Neither not. could your feet because you don't see a Oh, my ankles. Oh, speaking of which, I went to a rheumatologist this week for the first time ever and wasted four hundred dollars oh god it was so expensive and (laughs) i went in there and she's like you know the casual like oh what brings you in today and i honestly could not remember why (laughs) why i had been referred there and i was like i don't actually know i think it might be something to do with like overall governance of my health um just for your input i think because when i went and got the referral, I was in a really bad pain flare and we're just trying to seek some help. So anyway, she spent the hour fascinated by me 
um, and did all the assessments, the physical assessments, like touched my fingers. Specialists and, are, hey, because you have oh, medical knowledge, so you can talk to them the way they understand. And they're like, yeah. wow, I love this. Yeah, and you. she's like, oh, you're so fascinating. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I, we normally spend our time um, trying to prove that people aren't you. And it's very exciting to see someone like you. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> it is never a good thing to be interesting to a specialist. No. It is never a good thing. No. But it also gives you a superior complex because you're like, I'm special. Because all through my life, since I was very small, because I have Marfan syndrome, a lot of medical students learn about it in school, in med school. And it's in a book. And you don't see it very commonly face to face with all of the things, all of the, the visual signs, <laughs> all of the tick box of Marfan's. And so since I was very small, I can remember every single doctor's appointment at my cardiologist, there would be, and I'm not over-exaggerating here, Papa Gannon will back me up on this, <laughs> minimum two or three med students in the room. And when you're like in, so you've got your parents, you the consultant that you're here to see, his then registrar fellow, and then you've got three bright-eyed, bushy-tailed med students, and they're all like like chewing at the bit, trying to like get their stethoscope to listen to your chest. And then I went into a game You don't mode. need a stethoscope, mate. Well, at the oh, time you did, because I didn't have a mechanical valve then. I had a leaky valve. Anyway, that's beside the point. I then made it into a game, and I would, I would I'd be like, can you tell me what's wrong with me? <laughs> and so and so they would have to try and diagnose me of all my things and no one ever got all of them wow. ever you are special my gal special needs anyway you didn't finish your story what was I the saying? story was that she went to the rheumatologist and they said sean have you seen a podiatrist oh yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> they asked me if i'd seen a podiatrist before i said no, no. i've never seen and i and they were like your ankles are unbelievable they're very floppy and I said oh well actually I've never been to a podiatrist um do you think I should go and she goes well do you have flat feet I said yes very flat feet and she's like do you have pain in your feet I was like no I don't have pain in my feet um she's like well I actually think that going to a podiatrist and having orthotics might actually cause you more pain she's not a podiatrist she doesn't know she can help you. No, the best thing was, oh, she was like, oh, well, I do have a plan. I'm going to put you on some NDEP. And I was like, Sean, you're already on NDEP. Yeah, I now know that because I don't call it NDEP. I call it amitriptyline because that's the active ingredient. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. $400 later and I am no and better. And she still hasn't seen a podiatrist. <laughs> and yes, she is on NDEP. So that's good. Anyway, so you all said exercising, walking, walking in nature. You then said, a lot of you said either a bath or a shower oh I love a bath I love me a bath an Epsom salt bath with essential oils and a candle thank you uh or a shower but Sean just told me before we started recording what she does for her mental health showers oh, yeah. so and it's not good so it, it is amazing I'll have you know thank you very much um so when I'm super anxious or super stressed I like to have a freezing cold shower and I'm talking like it takes your breath away cold shower and it just resets the like the nervous system and it honestly it makes me feel 
alive. And I think, and there's actually proof, there's scientific proof about the benefits of having a cold. Yeah, she did. No, thanks. She didn't believe me. But there's benefits to having a cold shower because there's been um, journals that document that it brings down your blood pressure. Um, It sends you your central nervous system into like a reboot, basically. So. And also, sorry, we're keeping you up there, babe. Sorry. Yawning in the background. <laughs> when I stepped away from the mic, leave me alone. Um, so <laughs> I've deviated from my talk now and I don't know what I was you talking about. Central oh, yeah, that's system. right. Thank you. Bring me back on track. That's See, why you're here. I'm listening. I'm not, clearly. Um, so... <laughs> athletes use it also so you may see like um pro athletes using um those super sub-zero like what are they called refrigerators when they step into it and their heads and they've got gloves on but they're in their undies oh fun fact follow up um trousers (laughs) but they it's supposed to help with your cell rejuvenation etc etc anyway so when i'm super anxious and i'm at home i'll have a cold shower or even if I have a warm shower at the end, I'll before I get out, I'll turn it all the way to cold. And like that's even better because you've gone from hot to cold. And it's just that like bring like you, you gotta catch your breath and it's just amazing. Honestly, I'd recommend it to anybody. I mean, I've tried it, I don't like it, so it doesn't work for everyone. So don't feel like <laughs> don't you need have to do to. it. If it's but not for yeah. you, you don't have to. But I love it. Also, I love running into a cold ocean. Like that whole running into nature with the ice cold. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. That ice cold. Oh, and then when it's hot as well. Oh, so amazing. Okay. <laughs> You're a lot. I'm just taking myself there. Sorry. Okay. Um, you room. also, a lot of you said music, which we're here for that. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, for sure. Um, Belting out a song in the car. like Yeah, mm. Sean and I. Uh, we do enjoy belting Ooh, a musical. Yeah. Wicked is our specialty. Yes, if wicked. you'd like us to sing for you one day, maybe we can. You know, <laughs> you don't you, want to. You'd be. I think they'd be very lucky. Um, we so, sing for them every week. Ah, oh, I, I could give them more. I, I've got more in the tank. <laughs> um, anyway, music and singing. A lot yeah. of you did say that. Um, also, calling a friend or a family member. Yeah, that was another huge one. Um, that was, I think, I, I mean, you know that there are definitely friends that you can call. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, during those times, there's like, you know, your little handful of people that yeah. you know are going to pick you up. I actually, in talking about calling friends and family, I called, no, call, sorry. I had a chat with my nana, who is in Perth this week, um, and it was really interesting. We were talking about mental health and my nana loves the podcast and my granddad goes to bed very, very early. So she normally sits up till like midnight and reads a book, but now she said it's her Tuesday night routine is she listens to the episode. So anyway, Tuesday night came around and she listened to episode nine and she finds it hard and I think it probably would be hard for a nana she she said she laughs and she cries and then she cries thinking about stuff when I talk about mum because that's obviously her daughter and anyway she came to me and she said I've really been thinking about what you and Shana been saying and she has been doing some inner child work with herself and we spoke about it together at dinner with my mum 
um, and my dad. And we spoke about a lot of inner child work for her and her relationship with my granddad and her relationship with her parents and how mental health health wasn't a thing back then and postnatal depression wasn't a thing that people spoke about back then. And she, it was really nice to see my nana have this realisation of why she is the way that she is now and looking back where she could have got therapy as an adolescent to help her through things. And it was a really cool, mature conversation that you wouldn't normally have. You'd never sit down at dinner and go, mm. oh, Nana, let's talk about some inner child work. And it was it was really cool. She, yeah, but why don't we do that? I know, but so, so someone crazy. her age, she couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe that it was even a thing. Yeah. So when she started to think about it, she was like, oh, God, wow, I, like I have so much work to do and so much – so many things to process. But just think about like how um, different things would be if our grandparents had had therapy. Oh, yeah, I know. Like insane. Huge, 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 huge. 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 And they had shit to talk about. Yeah. Like some shit to talk about. Some grandparents like went to war. Yeah. And so my Nana's dad, who is her hero, which we worked throughout this in trouble. Yeah, he did. He did go to war. And so... Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was so cool. And they're things you probably wouldn't find out from your grandma ever. So it was a pretty, you know, cherishing, fulfilling and conversation. I think it's also interesting when you have conversations with your parents or your grandparents and you realize that the imagery that you have in about them in your brain and in your psyche is like this idolized version of them. And at the end of the day, they're just humans trying to figure out life as well. Yeah, like Nana was talking about how she lost her job at Coles because she had to care for her newborn brother because she was an adolescent. Mm. And then she was, you know, she lost her, she's talking about losing her identity because then she felt like she became a parent to her brother and all of these things. And then her dad went to Coles, spoke to the manager, got her job back. And, Mm. you know, like they just, they were just... Yeah. Kids like us. Like it was crazy to think of her like that when she's always been Nana to me, you know? It's just, it's just crazy. Actually talking about talking, therapy is part of how many people deal with their mental health and there's all different types of therapy. In talking therapy, when you go to a psychologist, they can do something called CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And basically what that boils down to is it is about recognizing how you feel and think about a behavior that you're doing or that your behavior is actually triggered by a thought. And then what it does is it kind of brings back down to the root of that behavior and what you're feeling at that time and trying to reprocess that in your brain. And so the the idea is, is that you talk about how a certain situation makes you feel and behave, recognize that those two things are linked, and then seeing that if you change how you feel or think about a situation, changes how you behave in that situation. Theoretically, it's been proven to be massively beneficial for people in therapy. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's And I know a lot of my friends use it and, you know, a lot in the workplace, they mm. encourage it too. It's really important. We also had um, another one in the top five most common things you guys said was pets and pet therapy. Oh, 
And Sean and I did do a post quite early on, but we didn't talk about it. But I do have some statistics and some facts about pet therapy. Mm. So pet therapy can reduce stress, which we know because it reduces your cortisol levels and it increases our attachment responses because they have unconditional love for us and we have unconditional love for them. So that triggers oxytocin, which is the hormone that actually increases your trust and attachment. Mm. And pet therapy also increases the release of endorphins, which are brain chemicals that make you feel good. So they bind to actually, these endorphins bind to activate your opioid receptors in the nervous system. So they actually can work as painkillers too. And I know that in the hospital, we push for pet therapy. it's It's a massive thing. And for me, if I've had a shit day, if my pain's bad, I know that a cuddle from Bundy will help. Oh, I also, the the dogs at work, oh, I love them. Oh, they're so There's cute. There's one little like pug jug, Lucy. Lucy, she's and been she, around forever. Oh, I love her. She walks around with tutus and yeah, she's if there's so a football cute. game, she'll wear like the football jersey of the get the team that's oh, playing. It's so, so cute. cute. They're so cute. My fun fact, <laughs> Bundy actually had to do a big behavior assessment when he was little. Um, This is back when I was with my ex the douche and um he actually became a therapy dog for his nana's aged care home yeah so he had to do a test which we didn't think he would pass Mm. um because he's got ADHD (laughs) for dogs for dogs but he did pass with flying colors and he was so cute and he used to go and visit all the oldies he'd go to the hairdresser appointments with them he'd sit between their walkers and watch the footy oh my god so cute anyway he's got a little license still I was cleaning up the I bought a new hall table and his little license was in there had a little chuckle I'll have to show you um but yes also dogs can elevate your levels of serotonin and dopamine and when you have increased serotonin and dopamine, they actually help you calm and relax. So mm. that is why um, pet therapy, like even sitting there and patting a dog, yeah. it's that calming, relaxing. Well, at um, Zach's uni, where he's doing his um, PhD, they have a therapy dog that goes around to the library I love around um, like exam time. Just uh, this beautiful golden retriever that just walks around the aisles in the library. Oh. And then all these stressed uni kids just pat the dog. Just See, to relax. I would be so happy to just live with a hundred dogs. Oh, yes, please. I love dogs. Um, also, they reduce loneliness and sadness and isolation because they give you a companion and they also give you a sense of purpose. So I definitely said to my family that if I didn't have Bundy, I don't think I would have been in the same frame of mind after my traumatic breakup and the house situazi mm. and prepping for family court and all that crap. Mm. Because I had a dog that hugged me all night and mm. then he woke up and he was excited to start his yeah. day. He he forced me to get out. He forced me to walk him. I didn't want to walk the dog because it was the same park that, you know, I used to walk with my ex. Mm. But this is actually something I did for my own mental health. So Bundy would force me to get up and walk. And so we got to the park and I said to Bundy, we're not going to walk the same way around the park. We're going to, we used to go to the park and then turn right and do a lap. But now, so ever since it's just been me and Bundy, we get to the park and we walk left. Mm. And that was like a little mental health, new chapter. You see everything from a different perspective. And I said to mum, I was like, God, it was so helpful. The trees didn't look the same. Nothing looked the same because I was coming from a different angle. And that is so deep. It was so deep, but that was a choice that I made. So I've never walked that way around the park 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, but he forced me to get that, get out of the house and he gave me a sense of purpose. Yeah, for sure. And that's why when I bought Nanook, um, he was, I said his name really weird then. Yeah, he did. Nanook. Um, So when I bought Nanook, I had just split with my ex at the time and um, he, exactly what you said, he gave me purpose and I was lonely and alone and I hadn't been for the last four and a half years yeah, yep. and he got me out of the house and into nature and yep. walking around and they add structure and, and routine yep. like they have to eat every day it's your responsibility yep. they are your responsibility Absolutely. so they do give you a sort of structure and routine to your life mm-hmm. during those really difficult days when you feel like you can't give yourself a routine it's, yep. it's still yeah um they also like I said with padding dogs and things like that but they provide instant sensory stress relief so I know a lot of people they might like a weighted blanket or something yep. and they're very they're sensory seekers yeah so by cuddling or patting a dog it can instantly actually reduce your blood pressure and help you feel calmer and less stressed and yep. like I'm very lucky Bundy's a big cuddler and mm. I when I get home like I said if I have a really bad day or a really traumatic shift you just want to go home and you know that like that pressure of hugging someone and mm. feeling safe and secure mm-hmm. and i am so grateful that bundy is like a full human hugger because and he's 30 kilos and made of brick i can actually give him a big hug yeah. and he loves that and i it's it's something that i really appreciate and mm. when it, our routines we get into bed and we have a big big hug yeah and it, it's just so nice. I just I love dogs. Well, a lot of therapy dogs that are actually um like medical therapy dogs if the person has a disassociation or a seizure or um, low blood pressure or POTS, um, the dogs are actually trained to give to sensory therapy yeah. Yeah. and um, to do deep um, tissue pressure. So to yeah. lie on their chest or on their stomachs or on their legs to bring the blood flow to that area and to give that sensory pressure. And I just think it's so amazing. The, 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 Therapy dogs that are for diabetics as well. Yeah, wild blood sugars and wild, so cool. Wild, and they're like they're trained to go and get a carton of juice or something. Jelly beans, yeah. Hectic. It's so cool. I think it's so cool. Sick. I love dogs. And like Sean said, look, they're a bloody great social lubricant. Yes, they help you meet new people. They met. They. I was gonna say the only reason (laughs) Sean Zach is with Sean is because of Nano. It's it's a hard truth, but it's it's it is the truth. It is the truth for sure. But uh, absolutely, um, I same as you, Jess. I honestly don't think I would be in the same mental headspace that I am now and have been without my dog. No, neither. And I, 100%. even my mum said like Bundy calls, mum calls Bundy like my little lifesaver. Like he has been. And mum also calls him the king of our house because he literally runs <laughs> he my whole family. Guys, I, I should put it on our Instagram page. <laughs> I just, oh yeah. So <laughs> I, I just had a photo shoot with my dog and I'd like to say it was like a cute little beach vibe at the park or something like that but it's like a 1990s school photo or awkward shopping center family christmas oh, pic kind so of vibe amazing. um but we got asked to be in a coffee table book for abused and abandoned dogs of wa um and the, so the money raised and selling the book goes to them um it was a stressful experience because bundy has adhd but holy <laughs> shit there are some funny photos and I actually, I said to mum, I was like, I'm going to actually have to buy these. Like, they're great for the book, but I think I need these yes. because 
I just, I'd be lost without him. And He's like, just, you can see his personality yeah. in the photos. They're hilarious. But anyway, I'll link them to our Instagram because. I've never seen a dog smile like Bundy does. And, and his ability. Is, I'm like, very lucky because he smiles if you ask him to smile. So yeah. most dogs go into photo shoot and like the photographer thought it was hilarious because most dogs go and they just get beautiful like photos of the dog. But um Bundy, if you ask him to smile, he'll smile. And so there's just this one of us laying on our bellies and he's got like the biggest grin ever. And he's just, he's just such a little man. This morning I sent mum a photo of him. Mum said, oh, how'd you sleep last night after my run of shifts? And I slept great, but I sent mum a photo and because Bundy likes to share my pillow as in like put his head on the pillow and hug me, but he was like a human. He was laying on his back asleep, but he was holding his hands, his paws together, <laughs> like one on top of the other with this little grin fast asleep. And I said it to mum, mum was like, is he asleep holding his own hands? I was like, yeah, I know he's weird. He's weird. But anyway, it's weird. It's a vibe. pet therapy is amazing. And yes. we could talk about Nanook and Bundy all day because they day. are the tits and they're little best friends. It's so cute. I know. It's so cute. Except Nanook's like, Bundy, you're a lot. He, he is, is a lot. lot. He's got ADD and that's okay. Um, But anyway, so they were the things that you guys said you enjoyed. Mm doing and for your mental health yes but we'd like to talk about a few other little things that we find quite helpful Mm -hmm. um and they might help you in turn so i'm a lover of essential oils and aromatherapy and it is something that we promote hugely in definitely in palliative care um and it is proven to reduce stress and anxiety oh yeah froth Um, on the stuff oh i love it like i I said shine actually bought me some de-stress essential oils like a while ago yeah um last year and I, after my run of days, I put it on in my kitchen while I was cooking dinner and it was instant. Like Heavenly. I instantly felt like the tension was released in my shoulders mm-hmm. and I, my house smelt like a day spa. It was amazing. But fun fact, because I'm always full of fun facts. Guess what the three best ingredients are in an essential oil to help your mental health? So lavender. it's lavender, ginger and bergamot. Also, actually, what I do for my mental health, it kind of incorporates a little bit of aromatherapy. But when I was having trouble sleeping a couple of years ago, I was taking a lot of melatonin and it wasn't doing a lot. So Sean bought me a melatonin, lavender and chamomile vape, everyone. I vape before bed now. (laughs) Vapes and essential oils. (laughs) Yeah, it says you have to take seven puffs and I do. It's beautiful. It works for people. But please read the ingredients and the instructions and consult your GP if you choose to use it. Try Cloudy if it doesn't work. It's a fun fact follow-up. But it's actually quite nice because I think actually what it does too. So it encourages you to have seven mm-hmm. puffs of this stuff. Um, and like I said, the only ingredients are lavender, chamomile, what did I say? And melatonin. Um, but I think what it does is it forces you to focus on your breathing. Mm. You have to take a deep breath in, deep breath out, and you have yep. to do that seven times. So that instantly grounds you. And brings your heart rate down. Yeah. And it forces you to stop and focus on your breathing. However, the the meditation that people suggest that you do when you're stressed and anxious is all about breathing. And um, I have significant trauma about not being able to breathe. So when someone says, and deep breath in and feel your breath all the way through your lungs, it increases the level of anxiety within my body exponentially. And then when they're like, and feel your feet on the floor and then your legs on the chair that brings me so much anxiety because it connects my body to me and what's happening right now because I'm so used to disconnecting from my body because it causes me pain instant anxiety 
Yeah. I can't. I get it. I get it. I and can't. look, I don't really, I'm not really in the line. Imagine you're here and take a deep breath in and feel your hands on the floor. And yeah, no, nah, it's not for me. No. Although Tess, um, one of my best mates, she, her way to instantly improve her mental health is to take her shoes off and put them straight onto nature as a physical grounding. Oh, yeah. Um, especially grass, cold, crispy grass. That's Ooh, her, my yeah. feet are itching thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, I know. That. But she, she needs to take her shoes off and she calls it, I need to get earthed, is what she says. That's a very hippie sentence. Yeah. She's like, I just, I just need it. to get earthed and then she gets earthed. She's also the gal that enjoys, anytime we're out, she has maybe one beverage, you know. You know, sometimes she doesn't even need a beverage, you know. She'll be out and she, she's, you know, she's one of those girls. She's a bit like your mate Lauren, just like high on life. Yeah. Like buzzing. Buzzing. Happy pill. Happy just all the happy time. Just a happy pill so she, if a she's human. around her friends or people she loves, she has this thing where she just needs to get naked. And she's like, I need to find the closest natural body of water to immerse myself in. So rivers, the Swan River. This is the most recent There's one. There's so many jellyfish in yes, there. Yes, and you know what? It was pitch black, dark, Blech. nine o'clock, uh, the beach, anywhere that she can strip off. And once we were at my mum and dad's house and she was just high on life and we'd been out and we'd come home. Mum and dad had lots of friends over. They were all a bit pissy. It was like, it could have been even New Year. And we'd gone back to mum and dad's to see them and Tess, you know, she was pinging, she was pinging. And it's almost her way of self-regulating. Like she calls herself a sensory seeker, but I think maybe it's the cold water thing. Yeah. But she was like, Harry, to dad, Harry, Harry, I need to swim. And dad was like, okay, love, like go on, get in the pool. And she just stripped off and she just had a little G banger on. Oh my god! Stripped off, jumped into the pool. All mum and dad's friends are there. Then takes her G banger off in the pool and goes, no. Has, can you please hang this on the line? Oh my god! And then god. she's just naked anyway. So that's the way Tess self-regulates and improves her mental health is either Tess. getting getting earth on the floor or getting, or getting naked in the closest natural body of water. But if there's not a natural body, anything of water will do. Well, they do say I've read about empaths because I've been told that I'm quite an empathetic person more so than the normal person. Pediatric nursing. Yeah, It'll look. get you. <laughs> It'll get you. And there was something that popped up on the really well-known, well-researched source, um, Facebook, um, about, and TikTok actually, um, about empaths being attracted to water. Why? It's something about the regulation of it and cleansing. And Tess is an empath. Empath. Yeah. <laughs> empath. So that makes sense. Yeah, because it's about, because you, you take on everyone's emotions and the water is supposed to like reset it, wash okay. it away. That's so beautiful. maybe that's why I too like water. Maybe it is. And also I think it's because as a child with my plaster Paris, I couldn't be submerged. So I love to be submerged in water. That makes love a lot of sense. Love a bath, yeah. love the sea. Back to that inner child works. Yes, bring it yeah, back. Bring, bring it back. back. Love Always. That. Coming back um, around. What other things do we like doing for our mental health? Look, for me, I am a dancer. And so I like to dance. That's what I do for my mental health. And like I said to Shad, I'm like, I can't just tell the people I just dance, like, because that helps me. Like, I know it helps me physically, instantly, emotionally, absolutely reduces my stress, reduces my anxiety. But I found a study and it, <laughs> I, I love a study. Sorry. Um, but I found a study and it was for teenagers who were admitted and hospitalized for depression and anxiety. And they did like a little group which were you know medicated and a group which weren't medicated and did dance therapy they did a 12-week dance course Mm -hmm. 
let me tell you, significant reduction in depression and anxiety as if they were medicated. Loves a story. Loves a story. I love a story. And yeah, so that is what I do. Well, there's also um, um, papers about dementia patients and dancing and it being an increase of their. um, Yeah, because it improves your memory and retention and learning. True Didn't fact. you read a fact about yoga and something about um, oh, your brain? I got brain? lots of yoga facts, mate. I got your I so Sean hates yoga, so I have to come in supporting like why th- it's good. No, but I think because throughout my entire life, that has been the one and only thing that people tell me is going to make my life significantly better. Have and you I, tried it? Yes, multiple times with me. Not with you. Mm, I reckon we could have fun. Now it sounds like it's a weird yoga. No, but yoga is so good. Like it. So anyway, I'm sure it is. But no, when you have I, like hypermobility, it's very hard to do. It is. It do you is. Know how but hard you my can, body has to work just to keep me straight. I know, sweetie. But we can modify shit. And again, the ICU nurse is coming in with some MRIs this week. Oh my god! Here we go. I or well, I don't want people to go. Oh yeah, the it's girls, not your brachial artery. I can no, tell you that much for free. Not. But I don't want people to go, oh, the girls told me to do yoga. Why have I told you to do yoga? Let me tell you all. Okay, so actually what yoga does is it helps the brain to develop new connections. And so it actually changes your brain structure and it improves like, you know, increased neurons, increased pathways, improves your learning, your cognition, your memory. But also they did a study (laughs) On um, looking at MRIs of Mm. full yogis compared to like your average Joe people. And MRIs of the yogis showed that they had a thicker cerebral cortex and hippocampus. Shum was like, isn't that a bad thing? No, I'd like to clarify for the intensive care listeners or nurses, medical out there, anyone. It is not atrophy. It's just a plumper, juicier, non-shrunken brain, right? And so what that does is it improves your information processing, your learning and your memory and that there was less shrinkage on the brain, which happens naturally as you get older a little bit. So, I mean, yoga, it's actually there, sister. It is science. See, that just upsets me because it just annoys me when people are like, do yoga. And now there's actually facts to support it and that just pisses me off. Sorry. It also, like, obviously increased blood flow. So Way to rain on my parade. Your oxygenation to your brain and it increases endorphins. It also um, increases the chemical GABA and GABA increases your mood and decreases anxiety. So do you want any more facts about yoga? Because I could spin them all day, sweetie. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry, I just yawned. But it's, it's not going to happen. I was listening to Hugh from the Resilience Project and Hugh was talking about therapy and like things you can also do for your to improve your mental health and people talk about like um, doing their gratitudes and stuff each day mm. but he said something like I um, can't quote him or what he was saying but it was just saying like gratitudes are quite difficult like if you tell someone to come home and write three things you're grateful for for mm. every day for a month it's quite hard because people think quite literally and are like friends family my job yeah dinner like food shelter yeah the nature yep. like very basic so yep. he said to try and like reframe it so you could say what are three things that made me smile today and it's, it's easier, easier than gratitude but when you break it down you do have gratitude for those things that made you smile but mm. it's just an easier way to do your gratitudes or like what went well today what went well today or what was good today? what made you happy today yeah so that, that was nice well have you ever tried journaling yes do you journal um so again i a couple of years ago when everything fell apart i didn't really journal 
as such, but I bought a lot of Ruby Dahl's books, um, which have a lot of beautiful inspirational paragraphs, quotes, chapters, and I read them and took apart little pieces that I wrote and then wrote them really pretty, like spent time focusing on my handwriting and did running writing and the process of writing out a quote or a, a paragraph that meant something to me mm. and just actively processing it while I wrote it out. That right, was kind sure. of my way of journaling. Yep. But I haven't sat down to be like, this is how I feel now and yep. this is how I felt previously. I yep. haven't done that. Well, because there's a lot of um, support around that, that journaling something and putting Putting it onto paper takes it out of your brain. Absolutely. Or if you wake up in the middle of the yeah. night with a, a bad thought or yeah. something that's stressful to write it to down. To remove it from yourself. My chiropractor tells me to do that and yeah. he's a bit hippie woo-woo. Yeah. But it works because I've not actively journaled. So when people have such a structure to it, I, I don't do that. But some amazing, beautiful journals have been designed to give you hints and tips and quotes and structure to write on. But I more find that just writing fluidly um, helps me and it just takes my thought process down for me and I just kind of go with the flow um, much how I do the rest of my life but it helps me to process what I'm thinking because I'm having to think about how I'm going to write it and so it actually helps me process the problem or how I'm feeling and makes it realize to myself that it's maybe not as big as I think it is um, and it's not as life-threatening and crucial that I think it is in my head or that it's just my mind playing tricks on me and, and me not having a good thought process yeah. when you put it onto paper. Yeah, yeah. But I find it really helpful. And I've also found it helpful to like write stuff down if I'm angry or upset and I write it down and then I'll get rid of the paper or burn the paper or do yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's quite other. cathartic. Yeah, it's cathartic and it's about finding ways that help you regulate. Know, regulate. But And it's definitely something good to do like – um, when people talk about good sleep hygiene, mm. that's also a good thing to like put things out of your head so you yeah. don't lay in bed awake thinking about things. Um, there's also like a lot of apps and things you can try. The guy that I was with for about four or five months earlier this year, he like routinely would listen to um, a little meditation before bed yeah. and he tried to get me around it. And I really tried to do it, but like I have a concentration attention span of like a newt. And so he'd be like, hey, Jess, just be quiet for like three minutes and do the breathing and stuff. But I yeah. like lay there and then I turn around and be like, oh, this hell funny thing happened at work today. And he'd be like, shut up, Jess. Yeah. But anyway, there are some good ones. I have tried a couple, but I think for me, Smiling Mind was one of the better ones yeah. that I used because yeah. the meditations were quite short and they yeah. were quite like they were goal setting like this is what we want you to do in these next 10 minutes and I'm yeah. like okay I can just do 10 minutes and I don't like the ones that are like you're at a waterfall and yeah. you're like that's not really for me but if it is for you amazing and there are lots of them out there and what one do you have you used I've used calm yeah apparently that's really yeah good too. I really like calm yeah um and so when I went through a really stressful time with work um during covid um and my body was just screaming um, in pain, <laughs> metaphorically and physically. Um, I went through my sleep hygiene because I was not sleeping well at all. And so I put on our, um, we have a diffuser. So we put um, the de-stress essential oils in that. I put some um, very quiet meditation music on in the background. So there wasn't words, it was just you know, chimes, wind, day spa, day spa, spa vibes. I love yes. that. Because it, it stopped my brain 
thinking. Um, so my internal monologue would just be constantly thinking and it would give me something else to listen to and to focus on rather than my thoughts. So it kind of calmed me down and I stopped looking at any phone screen or screen for an hour before bed and I would take a shower and I'd have this routine and I would actually rub um, some of the essential oils on my um, wrists and my temples. Yeah, I do that routinely after getting out of the shower, moisturize yeah. my face and put the de-stress essential oils on my temples. Yeah. So, and that really helped me because it then regulated the process and it enabled me to create a safe space for me to relax in because my body wasn't being able to relax because it was just constantly in a fight or flight regime. So just trying to bring it back down to a level where you can actually relax is huge because rest is huge for your mental health. Yeah. And I think we don't really put enough emphasis on just how important your mental health is. Like we talk about, I also listened to a thing from Osha from, you know, he's all over Mm. telly, Um, but Osha has a significant mental health history and he's a huge mental health advocate, but he spoke about people get obsessed with the gym and people are obsessed with their physical health and you Mm. make time to exercise. You Mm. make that time to exercise. Mm. If it's your 30 minute, your hour a day, people make time to spend on their physical health. So why don't we set half an hour or an hour aside for our mental health? It's just as important. Physical therapy, mental therapy, you know, having that half an hour to yourself, that might, you might think that's selfish or Mm. like I should be doing something else or, but what it actually is, you're doing mental fitness like you are improving your mental health and that those little things whether it's your essential oils whether it's music whether it's journaling whether it's meditation whether it's yoga before Mm -hmm. bed stretching any of those things that you find help that what you are doing you're actually dedicating time for your mental health as well as you've got your time for your physical and it's a practice and a process and you need to progress through that it's not going to come you're not going to do one set of meditation and then you're suddenly this calm buddhist it's not going to work like that it's a process and it's a practice it's mental health practice mindfulness practice being mindful of the moment because we're constantly thinking in the past or constantly thinking about the future we're not present in the moment that mindfulness practice is so important especially in our society that we're in at the moment just taking those moments to center ourselves into where we are right now not thinking about what's going to happen next, what's going to happen in a week, a year, five years, 10 years, what happened last week, what about that conversation? That needs to calm down and you need to be in the moment and present because we're not. And I even found like, you know, even doing this, the podcast and stuff and Instagram and that increased screen time. I, mm. You know, I'd find myself on the couch and like sometimes you just cruise through your phone, but like, you know, actively looking for quotes or thinking about new topics or making Instagram posts and that screen time, I then follow that and carry it to bed and do it in bed. And then mm. I wasn't feeling to sleep as easy. And I had to like catch myself and be like, I should do this, but then I should also give myself some good sleep hygiene Mm. and focus on my mental health, Mm. whether that's fucking chuffing on my vape or (laughs) hugging Bundy or reading one of those books that I like to read. I think you definitely have to. It's very easy to fall back into, like get yourself out of that routine because you do have to be mindful and 
set aside the time because you know you get busy if you've got kids you're busy you're distracted Mm. there's a lot of distractions and it it's an active process too you need to actively think about your mental health just like you'd actively get yourself ready for the gym or pilates Mm. or a walk you do those things so actively take the time to work on your mental health but really it's It's all about giving yourself permission to allow yourself to care for yourself. That's the thing that we struggle with. And especially for those of us that are nurses or in a profession where we're caring for other people. Constantly. Constantly giving to other people to actually give yourself permission to put yourself first and your health and well-being first is actually a really hard thing it's to do. It's so hard. And, so and we hard. don't we don't do it. It's it's We're really, really bad. Hard. Like today when I was um with Blaze, I I was one of my friends, I was saying we're talking about things and she asked how my like run of shifts went and I said, Look, I was exhausted and I had plans. I had a couple of plans, but I had said no to everything because mm. I had nothing in me. We all know my foot's currently really bad too. So I had the anxiety of walking around and if we were walking from bar to bar or mm. I just I couldn't I couldn't do it the pain was physically too bad and then I don't want to be the Debbie Downer and go home and I was shattered and Blaze stopped me and she said you know what Jess you have to validate that and Mm. realize that there is so much power in saying no and taking that back that is a huge thing that you've done for your mental health because you two years ago would have chuffed on through Mm. and gone ahead really struggled put on a brave face and had no spoons for you for the rest of your weekend off. Yeah. So, you know, there is power in saying no. There is power in giving yourself time for yourself to do mm. those little things. And and they do make you feel good. The whole idea, the whole reason we're promoting this is to improve your mental health. Life is stressful. Mm. Things yes. happen. Whether or not you have a mental health history or a chronic illness, things will happen in your life that will make you momentarily depressed. Mm-hmm. Momentarily, it will increase your anxiety levels. And so if you have a nice routine where you know there are little things you can do to help yourself then you can kind of get through those difficult times a little bit better but it also sets the standard and the acceptance for the people around you if you're practicing good mental health and good prioritization and good well-being it almost promotes it to the people around you to give them the permission to do the same because it takes one person to start that process, to break that chain of pushing yourself past your limit and for actually to go, actually, no, I'm going to put myself first and I'm going to take a time out from this one team. And for them to go, oh, okay, no worries. Next time they're going to do something. They're like, oh, Sean didn't go to that thing that time because she didn't feel well enough or she was she was too tired I feel really tired right now I don't want to go to this thing now so I'm going to give myself permission to not go you set the behavior it's all patterns that we've learned and so we need to change those patterns and it takes one person to start that and why can't it be you yeah and I also think you might you might not think you go you might listen to this and say oh I don't think I do anything for my mental health but actually stop and think about the little things you do in your day that you might do subconsciously when you actually break it down you go god that actually helps me like I was thinking about and I was like what do I really do after a traumatic shift what do I do after I've seen something very visually traumatic or experienced something emotionally traumatic what do I do when I think about it and I'm like god I don't do anything like maybe all of this trauma is gonna build up and I'm gonna really struggle down the track and then I stopped and I thought you know what what I do which I didn't even realize I do after every single shift especially a traumatic one I ring my mum on the way home and I just vent about my day. Mm. I don't feel like I'm actively doing something for my mental health. Mm. But I call mum. Uh, I mean, it's it's 
great. She's a nurse and she gets it. And I, Mm. you know, I can use the language and she does understand a lot of it. But that is what I do. And that's something I've subconsciously done because when I talk to mum and vent to mum and she does the exact same thing to me, when I get home, so the the drive home is my, when I've broken it down, thought about it, is my unloading time. Mm -hmm. And then when I get home and physically out of the car, I've left it there. Yep. And I, I never thought I did that. I was like, oh, I don't, I just, I must take it home. But I'm actually okay when I get home. Why am I okay when I get home? But I think it's because I offload it and mum does the same. We're able to do that to each other and we yep. respect each other's boundaries and yep. things like that. I think that's something really important to mention whilst you're in that discussion of absolutely remove that trauma and that experience from yourself and share it with someone it shares the load but you have to be careful of who you do that to and make sure that they're able to accept obviously Jess and her mum have a fantastic relationship and and I wouldn't talk how I talk to my mum to anyone else not even my closest friends would I vent that hard about Mm. my day like Mm. mum I can cut loose and tell her from start to finish every part of my day and that's that that's what we do that's our car ride so on a Monday she works late I work a 12 hour so we finish the same time on a Monday mm-hmm. on a Wednesday Thursday Friday it's the same time we yep. so we that's our like we our set car time yep. and that's something that we have done without telling each other that we're going to do it and yep. so but like I said you have to respect people's boundaries I wouldn't call anyone and tell them from start to finish my day I, yep. I wouldn't do it it's not the right thing to do because yep. you have to look after their mental health too absolutely so when I first had um Zach and I were together and I was coming home and I was debriefing with him it actually got to the point that it, I was I was offloading all of the stuff but he was still carrying it because he hadn't had to deal with and process that trauma before and he actually had to say to me hey babe I know you've had a tough day but I don't think I can actually be the one that you debrief with because I don't know how to deal with that after you've told me and so that was a really important conversation that we needed to have because then I then realized that I had been emotionally dumping onto him And he then had to carry that weight and had no idea how to process. And so we had to have a very adult discussion um, and say that you aren't actually in the state of mind to be able to absorb and help someone debrief. And that is okay as well. You have the right to say, I really want to help you right now, but I don't have the capacity to to listen to your story in the way that I want to. um, But I would love to come back to it when I can. And, and that is so important. And that's why we have all those different people in our lives. Absolutely. Because everyone f- fulfills a different spot in our mm. life and they give us support in other areas. Yeah. And it is so fantastic if you find a person that you can fully be vulnerable with because that level of connection is unmatched mm. and so um, would absolutely support um, those connections and those friendships but you have to be very aware of how and who you speak to yeah, um, sure. especially when it's a vulnerable topic and especially like I said you know what Sean and I do sometimes like people would not see in a lifetime what I see in a day mm. and that's really hard because for me it's what I see it's the majority of what I see it's I work full-time most of my awake time is actually spent looking at quite traumatic things. Yeah. It's very hard not to think that everyone Does that. isn't the same as yeah. me. I'm like, what? what what do you mean you didn't do that? And so that's, you know, I I would never talk to my girlfriend that's a lawyer or my t- friend that's a primary school teacher mm. about what I see and do because they do not have the capacity to comprehend and I don't expect them to. And yep. so it's just about knowing, you know, what I do isn't normal. Are there things that I can do to check in and help myself so I can 
then get back to finding myself and, and being able to leave that there. And for me, yeah, yeah like I said, it, it's talking to mum. But, you know, there are also the little routines that I do when I get home and they're all important in your mental well-being in the scheme of things. It's not just one thing. It, you can't fix your mental health with one little thing. No, it's a, it's a, it's a combination. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But so I think there are many ways that one can improve their mental health, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the same as someone else. It can be weird and wonderful like Tess and just yeah. needs to get naked. And it doesn't have to be big things. You don't, just because you might not be ready to see a therapist yet if you're working through something, but you are doing all those little things. Give mm. yourself credit. You are doing Good things job. to actively improve your mental health. You are not ignoring it. No. And, you know, whether therapy might be your goal and you're just doing the little things to work yourself up there. Mm then that's really good. You are spending the time and you have the intention. Yep. Can I share with you one of my mental health goals? Yeah. Do I know it? No. Nope. Okay. My therapist doesn't even know this goal. We Ooh. haven't discussed it yet. Does she listen? I don't know. Your GP listens. I know. I love it. She's the greatest GP. Plug. <laughs> I, look, I think I'm going down because mine's gone down south. Honestly, can we just quickly talk about the trauma of losing a good GP to another location? Yeah, Honestly. Fucked. Tempted to drive the, down south. The chronic illness community, everyone knows that pain. When you've found a therapist or a physio, the ones that really support you, really help you. Mm. And then they have the audacity to have a life. Or have a baby. So this oh. new... So, this new pelvic physio who you're all very proud that I've finally gone and so seen proud. and I've, I've having weekly sessions with her and she's amazing and she's helping my coxie pain, my pelvic pain. Let me tell you that a pelvic physio for someone with my conditions is a very traumatic process in itself. Intimate. It's intimate and a lot of what she has to do is internal release. So I've got a middle-aged woman with her hand up my clacker for an hour while we talk shit okay and it's just not pleasant so when you find someone you trust you never ever ever want to lose them Mm -mm. and guess what she told me last wednesday jess i'm pregnant ah excuse me oh my god excuse me and then it went into all she's asked me all these baby and neonatal and icu questions and i was like now i'm giving you therapy why you got your hand up my chotch and you've just told me they're having a baby and so now i've got to find someone else in 10 weeks but we're very happy for you oh, and your pregnancy. That's beautiful. I was like really happy for you. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah, well, I'll answer your questions, but this is selfish of you. It's not selfish. They're <sighs> living their life. It's just very inconvenient, it's inconvenient for a chronic I don't have a GP sister. and now I'm not going to have a fucking physio with a hand up Yeah, look, it's, it's a time and you've got to tell the whole story again. All of the chronic yes. people in the community are like, I understand this pain I know. so much. I know. But anyway, my mental health goal that yes. I have not told anybody except Zach. Yes. Now you're telling everyone. Everyone, um, (laughs) Is I want to be in a good enough space and mental state with my body that I can pose naked in a drawing class. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's my that's my like peak mental health goal. I am no way near it, but that's the goal. I love that. that. For that moment, that's me being like, I am 110% comfortable in my body, in my skin. Look Draw at me. me from any angle. Yeah. Are you actually going to do the class? Are you going to sign yourself up? 
to do a class that no so that's what uh, that's my goal yeah 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 yeah. so you're actually going to start to be a model yes 100 um, percent. that's what i want to be able to do so this fun fact my ex-boyfriend from high school um his cousin that was her goal and she did it that is so great yeah yeah that is so great yeah yeah so that's that's my goal it was really cool and then she came out bisexual and she had all these things that she was hiding in but that was one of the things that is so cool that's so cool very cool yeah so that's that's my little mental health goal I love that. I support it entirely. Happy to draw you naked. Thank you. You're quite a good drawer. You are a very good drawer. You You drew yourself naked. I did. And And then put it on your body. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, we will slide on into questions and quotes. Well, that was a really good goal. And now I'm like thinking about like, oh. What's your goal? Do you have one? Uh, I think I would like to one day why is this all body image and mental health related but that's what's happening for me at the moment um I would like to one day wear something not high-waisted oh yeah nice whether it's knickers or bathers or jeans or anything because Mm -hmm. like I said I've put on a bit of weight no one else can notice it, but I can, and it's sort of significant for me. I and also that's all think that matters. It's the, that it's significant yeah, to you. and I also think my body shape's changing because of the hormones. I said to mum, I think it must be the the hormone change in the tablets for my endo because mm. I've never had hips. I've been a bit of a, like a little skinny box most of my life, and now I've got these big love handly curvy things. Mm. So of course, high waisted <laughs> vibes help that, mm. and all of my scars, which are pretty significant. I would one day like to wear something that wasn't high-waisted, I think. That would be my goal. That, I think bookmark. that would be my uh, – if I could do that and feel confident, yeah, I think would be pretty with it. cool. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good one. Don't think it's ever going to happen. Look. But I will try. <laughs> yeah, well, the day you do that, there will be the day that I'm that in you and get make naked. class. Yep. I'll wear hipster jeans <laughs> to and <the> draw class. <laughs> you. <laughs> Boy, low-rise jeans can get They can fuck up. I'll wear, nah, I'll wear a little like crop top too, so my little muffy top's hanging out. Yeah. That's optimum confidence. Optimum. That's what that is. You see a chick oh. wearing that and you're like, that bitch is confident. Just love that. That love, energy is yeah. just fire. But, oh, but Zach, <laughs> Zach thinks I've got big dick energy. So that would be a big dick energy outfit. Yeah, that would be. Yep. 100%. Love that. Coming at you. Yeah, good questions. Good. Love that. Now, I want everyone to think about what, they could do yeah what their mental health goal is yeah and let us know let us know let us know give us a little I message i might put it on the story and ask you all do that and it'll be anonymous the answer it'll be of course it always is and yeah. when we share it, it's always anonymous but it'll be really nice to That'd hear be really nice i people did a few people have sent us their mental health goals i'd love to be able to you know, get through a shift without a panic attack, which is mm. really sad. But unfortunately, that's the climate we're in. Mm-hmm. Medical, nursing, yep. COVID, pandemics, Low hospitals staffing. being busy, burnout. It's hard. But some for some people, that might be their mental health goal. Yep. Not biting uh, your nails. If you, yeah. If you asked me two years ago what my mental health goal would be when I was probably at my most vulnerable, it would be to live alone and be okay because mm. I never, ever, ever thought that I could live alone and be okay. And bitch, I'm thriving. I'm so so beyond okay now. But I never, ever, ever thought that I could do things alone. You know, I think I might have told you all in a different episode, but I used to grocery shop and cry down every aisle. 
Did I tell you all you that? You have not told us that. Yeah. So for my mental health, I I don't know. I think I ha- I thought I had told you this, but my memory is shit, so don't trust me. Yeah, true, mate. Part of your brain's dead. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I would grocery shopping was really, really, really traumatic, and I would cry down every aisle because it was a realization that I was alone. I was cooking for one. I had to think about myself all the time, what mm. I felt like, because I wasn't thinking about anyone else. And so I was like, no, I can't live alone. I can't do it. I can't do anything alone. And now. Bitch is fine. So oh, that was so that fine. just shows also how your mental health goals change over time. Yeah, and you change yeah. and you adapt and your life situation will change. Absolutely. So it's all about being adaptive. It is, it is. Going and with the flow. once you've achieved a goal, set another one. Keep going. Or you can just relax. I mean, it doesn't you can. have to be like a constant goal setting thing. I know, you, can you can enjoy an achievement. You can. Oh god, I did enjoy it. And now like I'm fine when I grocery shop and so then what I normally do is re- reward myself if I don't cry grocery shopping with a Kmart shop. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, yep. That's why Kmart is basically your house. Yep, and it's next to Coles. <laughs> um, it's perfect. So, yes, on that, guys, we are going to hop to our quotes for the week. And I have a little one that I once again have found from the Instagram and have saved it in my little saved files. Self-care isn't just drinking water and going to sleep early. Self-care is taking a break when things become overwhelming, saying no to things that you don't want to do, allowing yourself to cry, asking for help from those around you and doing things that make your soul happy. And I feel that's a nice little summary of today's ep. That is a good one. Thanks. I've got my one. This is a quote from Kung Fu Panda. For fuck's sake. (laughs) But it's meaningful. Just listen. Okay, okay. And it's by Master Ugwe, who's the turtle. Quit. Don't quit. Noodles, don't noodles. You are too concerned about what was and what will be. There is a saying, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. Master Igwe coming at you with the hard hitting facts. Wow, that is beautiful. So on that note, everybody, today is a present. This is coming to you all on a Sunday. But once again, if you're listening. This is a Saturday. But it's coming to them on a Sunday. Jesus. Once again, it is coming to you on a Sunday. And if you choose to listen to it on a Sunday night, enjoy a Sunday. If not, and you're listening during the week on the way to work or at home, take some time to think about you and do something nice for yourself while you're listening to this episode. That is what I'm going to set you a little challenge. I love that. Yeah, it's beautiful. But if it's you're in your car and you can't do much else, maybe maybe just focus on your breathing. Focus on the road, or put the put two the hands, window down and have some fresh air. Just two hands do on something. the steering wheel. Shut up. Ten to two. Ten to two. Okay, do that safely and do something active for your mental health and well-being. But most of all, have a great week, guys. Have a great week. Take care. Bye. Bye.